Good morning, everyone. This is Jarrett Bastin with Mark McCain, and you are listening to Everyday Athletes, a podcast devoted to bringing you the amazing stories behind the lives of day-to-day CrossFit athletes like yourself. And in today's case, uh, it's CrossFit athletes like ourselves. Uh, we're going to switch things up, flip the script, if you will, uh, and Mr. Zoda is going to be kind of the host. He's going to, this was a, a, a request from was it just you? Was there other people that wanted to do this? It was just you. It was just me, and, and, and actually no one else liked the idea. But <laughs> but here we are anyways. Here we are. Um, what episode were you, Adam? Anyway, Adam's been on the podcast <laughs> Tell before. me what you were wearing. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you can revisit that episode if you want to yeah, we'll put a, we'll put a link insights in there. about Adam. Um, the cool thing is, is uh, he's got a, like a, a list of compiled questions that um, some some members have asked and want to know about us for whatever reason. Where Mark and I are, think we're both in the camp that we are pretty ordinary and don't really have anything interesting to say. So. Speak for yourself, Jared. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it should be it should be fun. Uh, I've got some. Oh, I got some fun things in there. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, we'll let Adam kind of take over, take over the reins, and Mark and I will talk and riff and make fun of Adam. Yeah, please. So I, I've, first I want to say thank you to everyone that participated in the questionnaire. Uh, there's a lot of great questions in there, and all of them I wouldn't have thought of on my own, so I appreciate it. Mark got some diesel coffee this morning. This stuff is intense. Yeah, I can hear time right now after one <laughs> yes. sip, so this is... This will get better as we go on. You're also drinking a Formula 2 and coffee. I'm hydrated. <laughs> hydrated and caffeinated. <laughs> all right. All right, so uh, we have about... 30 questions. Uh, I think I might go through them and then I'll prompt one of you guys to answer and then I will start playing the music. After. 30 questions. I just want to say I'm, I'm historically a bad test taker. So. <laughs> this is a pass fail. This, this check, is... check and check minus uh, for scores here today. You yeah. should have signed up for the study. Mm. Uh, I didn't, I didn't do the study guide. All right. It's, it's open book. <laughs> I have photo albums that I want to address. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, the first question is from Anonymous. Is American cheese really cheese? <laughs> wow. Uh, is America, is it actually Anonymous? No, that's not that. I, I made that. That's amazing. Wow, that was I'm good sorry. One. Good one, Adam. <laughs> pulled a fast one on. Dude, I've been I, thinking about like, that for so long. I, I think it's a, uh, this is, this is a legitimate answer. I think there is one of those sensory things and one of those taste memories of my grandmother making me grilled cheese with Kraft Singles. There's something about it. It's like, awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. Like, it's not like there are definitely some way better cheeses out there, but uh, there's something about the nostalgia of staying at home, uh, playing hooky, watching Prices Right, and eating grilled cheese <laughs> made with Kraft Singles. So, that's that's my answer. No comment. All right. Next question. <laughs> All right. Uh, now this uh, goes right along with that previous question. And this one's from <laughs> Tess Jones. How do I get abs? How do I get abs? Uh, that's a pretty that's a pretty deep question. I think uh, would be one for Mr. Uh, Coach Andy to address the most. But really, I think in an all seriousness answer, it is almost 100% diet. I think abs are made in the kitchen. Abs are made in the kitchen. That's an old that's an old adage. It's cliche. Call it whatever you want. But I 100% find that to be true because um, a if I'm Eating bad, I can't perform well, and if I can't perform well, I'm, I'm not going to exercise to my fullest extent. So really what it comes down to, I think, is meal prep and eating. Honestly, the data doesn't lie. 
um, it, it, it's kind of a pain to track macros to, uh, again, if you do like the old zone, like if you count blocks, if you count your calories, whatever it is, but data doesn't lie. If you're supposed to eat this much in a normal day to sustain, let's just go with your, your, uh, USDA 2000 calorie recommended value. If you want to lose weight, you have to eat at a deficit, right? So, and that's generally how you're going to get quote abs now to what, uh, what disadvantage that may become, uh, I think is per person. I know when I'm cutting some weight, I don't necessarily feel that great. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk to anybody who's ever done a bodybuilding competition um, that, you know, they, they always look shredded, but man, mm-hmm. they are not healthy. You know, yeah, I mean, it's proven that fat stores more energy than, yeah. than muscle. Yeah. So that's why your body, when it's basically an atrophy, will attack the muscles because yeah. it, your body is uh, very, very complex and, and smart, but at the same time, when it comes to survival, um, it thinks you're on a desert island and you're never gonna eat again when it comes to starvation. Yeah. So it starts to attack the muscle. So yeah, there's a there's a diminishing return to, I think, a lot of endeavors in life and diets one, and one extreme is to be you know 60% uh, body fat, the other one is 1%. You know, so it's kind of finding that balance and then that, that works uh, we talked kind of best about for it. you. Even like, this has been brought up on CrossFit podcasts of when people go to the games. I think Greg Glassman even said it um, whenever he saw, I think he referenced like Annie Sakamoto or someone that's super ripped. He's like, yeah, whenever I saw Annie, man, she was just too chiseled for the games. And yeah. I knew she was going to have a not a great performance because, you know, and again, you know, Rich and those guys are super, you know, probably 5% body fat, pretty, pretty lean, like 5 to 10 range. Um, again, I'm not no expert in just looking at someone and be like, oh, he's, you know, this, that, or the other thing, but they have to carry a little bit of fat on them to provide energy. To so sustain the yeah, amount of work that is, is required of them. And again, it's what's your goal. So if it's someone, you know, talking about tests is, you know, that does CrossFit and, and is and, uh, a weightlifter, um, at the end of the day, you need mass moves, moves mass. So, you know, for the weightlifter aspect of it. Or ass uh, moves mass. Or something. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, for, for me personally, one of the jokes is, you know, one of my nicknames was Abzilla. I think uh, um, yep. uh, Ben Scott, maybe. I don't know. Will <laughs> Revis back in the day. But I know Jarrett, not to like talk to talk a little more about you, but um, I know you, were, you battled weight a little bit. So you probably... Um, didn't come out of the womb with abs, so to say, yeah. and you went through a phase where you may be a little overweight, and then now you've got a six pack. So maybe you know, speak to that a little bit. And obviously, there's some genetics involved mm-hmm. um, as well. Yeah, I think um, yeah, we could go all day on just this topic alone. But I think for again, if if this is if this is something that you're interested in doing, if you're looking to cut weight, uh, again, have an endpoint, um, have to have a goal. Um, you know, weightlifting is kind of easy in the sense that you have a weight class that you need to maintain. Mm-hmm. Um, and you basically want to be at, at, with the rule changes they've had, you want to be at the highest of that weight class that you can get, um, because that's going to be when you're the strongest. So, um, but to answer Mark's question, yeah, it was, it was a, you know, I think a lot of people post-college, you know, get out of college, you just kind of on your own and party and drinking. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was, uh, I, um, generally ride around 170 pounds now. And, uh, I think I was, uh, one or uh, sorry, two fifteen, the heaviest. So Damn. plus, you know, plus <laughs> add a little bit of weight to my, pretty much my face, and yeah. like all goes in my head. Uh, and when you're losing hair, it's like that's just a double double loss <laughs> there for everybody. Um, but 
but really what it came down to was was a lot of trial and error and figuring out um what my body needed and then when you were at 215 not to jump in how, how many times a week were you exercising how, how that was how really conscious were of your nutrition were you oh like at, uh, at the absolute like this is like the worst week of your life pretty much you have that i had that you come to Jesus moment in front of me or like, Oh, I don't like that at all. Mm. Oh, so, yeah. you know? okay. And so it was one of those things where, okay, well, let's start going to the gym. Um, and we'll get, uh, this is probably one of the questions in, on there. Like, how did you get started in CrossFit? And this is basically how, mm. um, but it was, uh, where you and I met at mm -hmm. a urban active. Uh, that's when I started doing some stuff on my own. Um, just your Monday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday type thing and no cardio, just lifting weights and like, okay, mm. see a little bit here and there. And then I started to kind of dabble in nutrition, but just eating all the wrong proportions, just mm -hmm. all the wrong things. Uh, but it's seeing a body transformation. I think that was what I definitely wanted mm -hmm. at the time. Did you like cut back on alcohol, like consumption and stuff um, like that? No. No. No, but again, I was, you know, I'm 20, 22 right. at the time. So 23, right. whatever it is. And so, yeah, it was definitely one of those things where that hadn't come across in, in my mind just yet. But um, Marty, who comes here now, is uh, who was a college roommate, and he had some running buddies that did this thing called CrossFit on the side, um, mm -hmm. and then I started doing that on my own um, at an Urban Active. So if you guys have ever done Helen, I remember doing Helen uh, at an Urban Active, the one in Hyde Park. I don't even know if it's still there. It's not. Um, Urban Active's all. Well, I know Urban Active, yeah. but I don't know if, if even uh, that that space is still there. I think it's something else. Yeah, but anyways, uh, I think they're now all all. Uh, LA fitness, but started, if you guys can imagine doing a 400 meter run on a treadmill upstairs, going down the stairs, doing 12, Wait, the treadmill was on the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now going upstairs on the second level, uh, and then, uh, running downstairs for a 12 kettlebell or 21 swings with a uh, 50 pound dumbbell. Uh, and then doing like, I'm sure really perfect kipping pull-ups on a TRX mm, machine. I love those. I'm sure they were great. Um, but who is that weirdo? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, you know, see Mark there now and then with uh, Eric Taylor squatting a whole bunch of weight and I'm like, I think I was really strong. And Mark's probably looking at me like that guy looks like an idiot. <laughs> and, uh, and then lo and behold, I meet Mark at a Saturday class at, uh, fight gone bad. Cross oh God. Fight gone, fight bad. gone bad. Speaking that of rough. Speaking of Will Revis, uh, you remember yeah, he did it twice. Uh, he did it back to back. If you guys have ever done fight gone bad, it's uh it was a, Greg Glassman invented the workout for an MMA fighter named BJ Penn. And uh, it's basically meant to mimic what an MMA fight feels like to your body. And I can attest to that after I gave myself a respiratory infection from coughing that yes, yes it does. And this guy in particular, Will Revis, uh, Will if you're, if you're out there. Uh, we love you Will, about About my height, but like 210 of muscle. Yeah, he was a. And then he took like a 10 minute break after the workout and then did it again because he didn't like his score. And then beat it. Wow. That was like early day CrossFit 2010. Yeah, for, for us at least. It's when you, you know, wore like chucks again. We're, we're, in the, shoes. we're in the Midwest, <laughs> um, but he was like the like him and him and Ben in particular like the first just two really strong guys I was around. Like I thought I was relatively strong for my size, and then those guys were like overhead squat like 275, which was a shit ton. Yeah, in, you know? uh, in that day it was. Uh, I remember going to regionals and, and Ben being on the team, and the only person that beat. Ben in the thruster ladder was Rich Froning <laughs> and we were on team. I'm talking, I'm talking the That's only person crazy. who beat him at all in regionals. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And so. he's, you know, what, six, four, like yeah. 
two thirty. Yeah, whatever he went, whatever big two twenty. I don't know. Anyway, so anyways, that's a but a no. Huge I mean, I think answer. there's a lot of good stuff there. So <laughs> sorry, Adam, to jump in, take your job here. You weren't doing that good. So, um, <laughs> but you know, so it's a tough question, right? I mean, how to get abs? I think this is a very popular question. But you're you have a guy, you know, with the microphone here, Jarrett, who's literally done it. So I wasn't like trying to drill you down there, but yeah, no. I think a lot of people, you know, oh. do this in college. They drink a lot more. They eat a lot, you know, crappier. And then it's it could be as simple as just. Hey, you know, if on average right now I'm drinking three beers a day, I go to 0.5 a day. So maybe I just drink on like a Friday or Saturday. If, if you're like, I have to have, yeah. this is, you know, peace of mind thing or whatever it is. Obviously, if you cut it out all together, that would probably be more beneficial as well. And then he's, you know, oh, I know whenever I was in college, we had a Wendy's on campus, you know, and I was yeah. balling on the budget. So I was like, all right, I'm going to have to hit this dollar menu frequently. So... Uh, but anyway, so long story short, to, to clean finish. up the alcohol usually for a lot of people and process food. Yeah. And to start. finish that out though, so there was a there's a point um, where you think of heaviest two fifteen, um, and then really I found when did you start seeing your your abdominals? So here's the thing: is I I was working out on my own and doing a lot of this on my own, and I got down to the point. Of essentially under eating down to uh, like a 155 range. Whoa! So You're talking 60 talk, pounds. Yeah. So like yeah. I lost a lot of weight. Very, 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 very skinny. Um, and then going thinking like, wow, that's I've gone too far. Mm-hmm. You know. But having but having the mindset like being cognizant like that's not something's not right. I feel like I'm going to faint. Mm-hmm. I'm not feeling mm-hmm. well. And then starting basically to incorporate more, uh, more food, more fat. Um, and then finding CrossFit, and then really, uh, I think it was actually my level one, um, was like, well, I'm not the biggest and I'm not the strongest. I need an advantage over these guys who are bigger and stronger than me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was basically like, they talked a lot about zone at the level one. I think they still mm-hmm. do. Um, and that's really when I started doing a lot of the paleo zone. And since then, I've essentially done a modified version that I think fits me really well. I do a lot of meats and vegetables still. Uh, it's pretty much the, the majority of my diet with my fat. My cooking fat is my fat for the day. Um, and then, you know, I will have my essentially splurge meal. Um, and then I eat like things like oatmeal. Things won't be considered, quote, paleo. But again, yeah. I think it, I'm, I'm filling a calorie deficit there because I can't eat broccoli all day. I'll, I'll drive myself insane. So it's really, it was a lot. Um, we're talking uh, 2008. So, um, when I first started the fitness, so you know, ten years ago at this point, uh, about to turn the new year, but so it's taken that long to figure it out. So for those people who who are legitimately asking themselves that question, it's okay not to know, but ask people who have done it, um, ask ask questions because the knowledge base is massively bigger than it used to be. Um, there used to be one or two books. Now there's hundreds of, if not thousands, of books out there that. Uh, have a wealth of information and people who have gone through it, um, not even just myself, but Coach Andy's a, f- a wonderful, wonderful wealth of information too. Um, and uh, uh, pretty much and all of us yeah. are going to have something that you're, you're going to, we're going to know that you haven't heard of yet. And then it's it's just seek out professionals as, as well. You know, uh, obviously people like like Andy and, and and ourselves, we know a little more than the average bear, but. Um, on a deeper kind of level of getting your food allergies tested. So you might be consuming something daily that you're allergic to that's inflaming your body, which is not good. Or you can even get your muscle fibers. Like mm. t- saw that the other day, you know, like type one, type two, uh, your body reacts to things differently. Um, so if you're like 
my one goal is to get abs um then you gotta probably do some investment in yourself yeah like like take like jared i mean like that moment i love that he knows that moment when he's like when i looked in the mirror that one time and i was like oh boy you know or whatever whatever that is um for for maybe someone out there that's listening that that wants to achieve certain goals um aesthetically then you have to kind of audit yourself and your day-to-day stuff and it's like well i know i do good monday through friday and then saturday and sunday like the wheels fall off it's like all right well maybe just start with all right i i'm I, I find you know i'm confident in the fact that i can maintain monday friday why the heck do the wheels fall off every saturday sunday is it just because every weekend i have a party to go to or whatever it may be so just trying to have a plan and i think that's for anything you know any of these questions that are uh, you know fitness or nutrition related you have to drop a plan and understand like hey this you know i have to execute it because <laughs> then we can talk to you to your blue in the face um and hopefully maybe inspire you a little bit in the sense where you want to get up and do something what better time we're three days out from 2018 you know as we're sitting here and i think a lot of people want to draw up these new year's resolutions that are ah this is the year i'm going to change my life well you got to change change this day-to-day little habits you know, just getting to bed earlier might get you abs. Absolutely. So, guys, do we have time for another question? Yeah, let's no. keep going. Well, maybe one more. <laughs> yeah, we got uh, we're 19 minutes and 23 seconds. The uh, yeah, kitchen test. So to, to round things up, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, this next one, uh, also brought to you by Tess Jones. Tess Jones is most of this uh, conversation. Yes. Wait. Thanks, Tess. I didn't. Yeah. I would have never guessed. Yeah. Um, if you weren't. <laughs> A gym owner, what would you be doing, and would you still be training? Oh man, mm. um, well, if I wasn't a gym owner, I don't know. I don't. I really don't know. This is. It's funny how this all of this has kind of come about. I mean, I don't think any of this. I never set out thinking like I'm going to go on a gym one day. Um, I, I know Mark. We both. I don't say we have a similar path, but. Um, I know I was at a job, I was a, a graphic specialist for a Hamilton County Park District for five years, um, basically working my tail off uh, for, for peanuts, basically, and uh, wasn't happy with it and had an opportunity to coach full-time and took that position and um, and then had an opportunity to buy a gym. Um, and it, it, I don't want to say it fell into our laps, but it's been a, I, I guess put it this way, I know that I, if, if this wasn't here, I don't think at this point I'd go back and try and find a, 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 reg, a quote regular job. Um, it would mm-hmm. I would be some sort of other endeavor. Uh, a working for myself, B helping people in some way. I think both of us can probably attest to the fact that we've definitely found a calling to to helping people. Right. Um, right. In some sort of facet. I mean, there's something just really gratifying and really fulfilling about your day-to-day stuff when uh, you're seeing people either um, you know, lose pounds or gain strength or even better, get off medications that were you know, almost hindering their life. You know? yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's something really, really cool to that. I know that we've talked, Mark, a lot about that JANCOA. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically a janitorial service, and she basically spoke to the fact that she's like, I'm not passionate passionate about cleaning floors, but I'm passionate about helping people. You know, they take all of their employees and and help them finance cars and and get homes and stuff that, stuff that you wouldn't think of like a janitor supply company doing. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of I think where where we're trying to head is how do we 
how do we help people outside of this? Like, like I don't, I, I love your, I love your Diane time, but I don't really care about your Diane time. I love, yeah. I, I, I'm in love with the fact that you got off of a heart medicine. You know, I think that's the, the bigger, the bigger roundabout kind of story about this is, is it's a lot less about CrossFit than it is about the relationship building process. And enriching lives. Yeah. One thruster at a time. One thruster. One, one double burpee. burpee. <laughs> one double burpee. And, and before we go to Mark, uh, I'm going to follow that up with, with a question from Amy Anderson. Ten years ago, what would you have thought you were doing? Oh, uh, man. Wow. Um, I honestly thought it'd be... I, I mean, I went to school for graph design. Well, it wasn't graph design. I went to school for uh, visual communications, which was graphic design, but did video print photography and web design and all this stuff. And I just thought like, I think a lot of people when they go to college, are like, well, I'm just going to go do this. Cause that's what I went mm -hmm. to college for. Yeah. Um, and there's a whole nother topic there about going to school and yeah. finding a different path. But, um, I think, I think it was just going to be that. Like I, I, I went to New York for a little while, worked for a food photographer. I had, I love doing photography. I thought that was going to be it. And, um, you know, but now I get to do that still. Right, right. You know, it's a, it's a, it's not on a fine art scale or, or a uh, a huge media scale, but you know, I get to do that still. I do all the t-shirts, I do our photography, I, and I really enjoy it. I'm really blessed that I get to do that and this all at once. So you thought you'd be wearing a cardigan with a mustache behind a I was book. so my mm. my dream job. I can see that. My dream yes. job was um, uh, Sears portraits. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Chin up chin up and to the, to the left yeah. uh look at the birdie um <laughs> shut the hell up maybe a glamour shot gig get that kid under control <laughs> i did it, it's funny it's funny how how you know your course of life changes i had an opportunity to go run a photography thing business down in hilton head doing basically the white shirt beat shots yeah and man i'm glad i didn't do that I don't know. Who knows where I would Beach end life. Up. Beach salt life. life. Yeah, salt life. Salt. <laughs> Was that Ron John's surf shop? Yes. Anyways. <laughs> Mark can so talk Mark, now. I've Mark. talked a lot. What was the question? I've given you so much time to think. I want a good answer. If you were not a gym owner, what would you be doing? Would you still be training? And then along with that, maybe 10 years ago, what, what do you think you would have been doing right now? When they say training, do they mean like working out? Uh, or training people. Let me call Tess real quick. Uh, no, no. I, I, it's it's. Would you still be training? Would you? Be? Yeah, absolutely. I love fitness. Um, I really do. I know. I joke jokingly say that sometimes. Uh, you know, I got the fitness bug early, and it really came from my brother. I had an older brother that was. Um, I don't know how to say it. He was a stud, stud, uh, middle linebacker and catcher on the baseball team and all that stuff. And I mean, he was just he was you know, built in middle school, literally. It was like, man, like, how does he get like all his muscles and so on and so forth? So I was always a puny little kid with, I had glasses, I had braces twice. I literally, you know, yeah. I had it, braces twice too. I was yeah. the worst. I still yeah. got this thing going on. <laughs> but uh, uh, I was fairly athletic. So, you know, I was, I was pretty good at baseball. Um, I played baseball, football, basketball. And my dream was always to play professional baseball. So I was uh, excelled pretty, pretty fast, pretty early and uh, ended up getting a, a scholarship to a local college and um, went there for a year and 
ended up maybe I don't know falling falling uh, in I don't know with the wrong crowd or whatever you want to say. It's a lot of people from my high school went there, and it was just kind of high school all over again. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wasn't really applying myself um, academically, and the baseball program really wasn't what I thought it would be. I didn't really feel like I was getting. Uh, a lot better through their coaching and and through just the people around me so um, I actually applied to go to Ohio State and I figured I was going to go there Um, that's where again a lot of my friends went and uh, no one uh, went to Cincinnati so I you know I was like oh well I'll go check it out really liked the campus didn't know anything about the city of Cincinnati Mm -hmm. not a single like thing I, I was like oh they're the Bearcats like oh that's cool What's a Bearcat? Uh, so, anyway, does uh, not look like the mascot. Made, by the way. made, um, made the move to Cincinnati. Planned on walking on the baseball team, and uh, basically just got invited to try out for the team, and was notified there was no scholarships available. So that was the end of the baseball career, and uh, it was Sorry. a tough. Yeah, no, it was it was a tough kind of pill to swallow. So that's that's kind of where that dream or whatever you want to say kind of stopped and then I was like all right well I was undeclared major I'm like what do people that look like me do (laughs) or whatever so I'm like oh business definitely not model yeah (laughs) definitely definitely not (laughs) clearly (laughs) clearly that was a good one Adam sorry you're good Um, so I ended up studying economics and graduating and not really finding a job but through that journey of kind of getting lumped in with some people at the wreck worked out with a bunch of meatheads talking guys that could deadlift like 600 pounds bench 400 um you know squat close to five i was the the little guy in the group so i i love being around those guys to help push me so anyway guy comes up to me one day in the wreck and was like you know because i like to do pull-ups and different things and dips a lot and stuff like that he's like oh you ever think about being a trainer I was like, no. He's like, well, we're doing a class or whatever. You get credit for it as an elective. And at the end, you take a test, you pass it, you're a certified trainer, and the university hires you. So I was like, oh, that sounds pretty cool. So I did that and passed it all and started working as a personal trainer. So whenever I graduated, I was waiting tables and stuff like that. And the manager of the restaurant I was working at is like, hey, my friend's opened up a personal training studio here in Montgomery. Are, are you a you know, personal trainer or whatever? So I was like, yeah let's you know do that so it was actually a pretty well you know paying job for for with the market again we're talking 2008 when everything crashed and then i worked there for about a year and then i got hired on at fidelity worked there for a little bit and then bounced around with some different sales jobs so uh ultimately i really wanted to be a stockbroker yeah, like I, cool. I thought like oh you know i took a class in college it was stock market and investing so you know the plan was always until there and then when i got to fidelity it's like I don't think this is really for me. Um, I need my pin reset. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Can I retire? I got four thousand dollars. <laughs> no. But you know, it was just. It just wasn't what you thought it was to be. And so, if, what I've gathered from that, and I think you know, probably a lot of people can speak to this, is just sometimes you don't know what you want to do. Sometimes you don't know what you do. You don't want to do until you actually do it. Yeah. So, and I. You know, found that out. There's the nothing wrong with that, by the yeah. way. Yeah, and I found out at the hard way. So it was just like, okay, well. So you know, long story short, um, I wanted to be you know a stockbroker. 
sports agent, you know, is up there as well. Mm-hmm. And then you find out like the it's like a point zero zero one percent chance of actually that happening. But I wanted to do something, you know, in finance. So I started looking around as I'm doing these sales jobs and actually got at the same time, you know, find CrossFit and you know, the whole thing with that was start I was still training on the side. And um had a had an opportunity basically kind of a fork in the road to where I was getting a job offer from a company called Western Southern downtown and I was going to go there you know it was going to be a cushy you know kind of job start out making this much benefits all that stuff or at the CrossFit gym that we were at in Covington was like um, you can be a full-time trainer making about half as much no benefits <laughs> and you're going to work 12 hours a day yeah and you know uh, do all that and Obviously, you know, I, I chose that path and I'm very, very happy that I did. Um, it's been the most rewarding, most difficult thing. It's taught me so much more about myself than I could ever imagine. You know, so when I moved to Cincinnati, um, that was a big wake up call for me. I didn't realize how big of a introvert I was because I've always surrounded with myself with people that already knew me. So I never had to be like, Hey, I'm Mark, you know, like Mm -hmm. it sounds maybe, maybe silly, but it was just like, so that exposed it. And then CrossFit is kind of layered on top of that, like things like gratitude, just being able to have a job that I like and be able to do things like we're doing right now without the worry of a manager or boss walking in and being like, what are you guys doing? Mm -hmm. You know, get back to work. It's like, (laughs) all right, that's That's like just one little stress that I don't have to necessarily deal with. There's all the stresses of the job for sure. But we like to keep it pretty um, chill around here for the most part. But obviously, we approach every day as professionals, mm-hmm. you know. And that's that's been really cool to create um, this business with Jared that is Triumph Strength and Conditioning and harbor um, so many great um, people and get to meet so many different people um, and walks of life and learn from them and listen to them and you know sometimes cry with them or laugh with them or whatever it is. Um, just to be able to be there, but yeah, to to wrap this up, ten years ago, you know, it it probably was that still that um, that stockbroker. I guess it didn't answer the first part. What would I be doing? Um, you know, my dad runs a little painting business, <laughs> and I I still think I would be some type of entrepreneurial tendencies. I think Jared can probably attest to that. Like yeah. I've got twenty business ideas every day. And one of the things I'm really trying to get better at is filtering all the bad ones out or even just the good ones mm-hmm. and only focusing on the great ideas. You know, Steve Jobs says it, you know, Apple turned down uh they were more proud of all the good ideas they turned down than the great ideas they executed on. So as you can imagine that company's got some of the most brightest people in, in the world working there. So for me I think I would still be doing something entrepreneurial, trying to be my own boss. Um, yeah, I would love to help people, whether that's through my work or just through a charitable foundation, if I was um, blessed enough to be able to do that. But, you know, I think it's in, in my fabric, in our fabric here, what we really try to come across is, is like we genuinely care. Mm-hmm. So whatever walk of life that I would be pursuing, I would want that to come across, that it's not whether I'm, you know, doing your landscaping, I want you to know that like this, this isn't. This, this can be more than just a transactional, I'm going to mow your lawn and see you later. Like I want to, you know, provide a service that is top notch. Yeah. Put that's some great. passion and enthusiasm well, I think that's, behind your work. I mean, work. and all, all jokes aside, I mean, I think that's hopefully what everyone's pursuing. 
something they're passionate about. Yes. You know, and if they're not, I hope that they have a passion project they can work on on the side, whether it's woodworking in your garage or working on a car. Mm -hmm. I don't know, whatever it is. Um, but don't let that die. Yes. You know, like you have to stoke those flames. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think so many times, you know, people just, just they just, they get in that rut, whatever it is with fitness. Oh, I'll never, I'll never have abs. I'll never, you know, be able to get that muscle up. And it's just that negative self-talk that like is toxic, man. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's, it's so important that, yeah, Hey, well, you know, in that moment, I wanted to move back home whenever they're like, well, you can't be on the baseball team. Like I wanted to move back home and go back to that college and play baseball. And I'm like, Oh, just kidding guys. I'm coming back, mm -hmm. you know, but guess what? It, it made me a better person. Yes. What else you got, Zoda? Um, okay. Skip around. You can go to what, the line, whatever works. What is your favorite pizza place? Ooh. Favorite pizza place. Uh, I'll accept top two. Uh, I have one, but it's not open anymore. Then don't bring it up. Um, no, nah, I'm going to. <laughs> uh, there's a there's a guy named I don't know if it's his actual name or whatever it is, but it, it's everything in Bowling Green is owned by this guy named Miles. So there's a Miles Dairy Queen. There's mm -hmm. like a Miles Laundromat. There's a Miles Pizza, and uh, they're like big. Like their whole thing is like over the top for whatever reason. Like mm -hmm. their laundromat is like their dryer you can literally stand in. Like there's one. It's like it's like eight bucks to like run it. Like but in case you need to want to do everything you ever own <laughs> all at once, the Dairy Queen. If you get a blizzard. They like a small is two cups and they take the small cups and fill them both up and stack them on top of each other. Gosh. So like that's their big claim to fame. So their pizza is the same thing. Mm -hmm. So it's not like Chicago style. So it's not deep dish, but you have to eat with a fork and knife. Like you can't pick up a piece of pizza. Yeah. Like, and that was just one speaking of balling on a budget where it was just like, just biggest bang for your buck, like <laughs> good mm -hmm. pizza. Um, that that's gotta be, uh, near the top. It's not a huge, like, deep dish fan though so like yeah. anything with the thin i love dewey's me too dewey's is mm. pretty solid that is one of my top two are we talking about like places or, or toppings and or just uh, no just places okay all right those are my two then all right i have to go with goodfellas i think that's pretty right. pretty solid and in, yeah. in covington growing up it was pizza hut i'll be honest yeah you know it was solid just, pizza. man yeah yeah, it was one of the things I just look forward to. Like, oh, we're going to Pizza Hut. Oh yeah. Chuck E. Cheese has got some solid pizza too. No one, no one ever, uh, no one ever brings them up. They're good though. Yeah, mm. they're solid. But you have to bring a child with you. I don't think they let you go in there by yourself. <laughs> uh, they serve beer. They serve beer though, right? So you can just go <laughs> so there. You have to sit facing the just wall. Just drop kicking kids <laughs> off the games. Like this is mine. Uh, what um. Uh, the, the thing I love about Goodfellas is like everyone's like I'm gluten intolerant and I get it there are people that are actually gluten intolerant but I feel mm -hmm. like it's such a buzzword and all their bags and extra bold print it just says extra gluten <laughs> like, I'm gluten intolerant I'll take two slices <laughs> Donato's is pretty solid too thin, yeah. thin crust but yeah. anyway yeah they do they don't yeah. get enough recognition I'm, I'm, for I'm that. a fan of the thin crust as well same time yeah that's one of those that's you don't feel like as bad got when away you eat a whole pizza, pizza hut. You don't, you don't feel as bad when you don't eat the whole pizza mm -hmm. if it's thin crust. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a bag of chips. <laughs> yeah, bag of chips. <laughs> All right, this one is from uh, Vicky and Dax Blake. Ooh, same question? Same, same. It was kind of different, but same. Close enough? Yeah. Okay. Um, what is your favorite nonfiction book? Mm. Nonfiction book. Seven Principles, Stephen Covey. 
All right, thank you. Seven Habits of Highly Successful People. Was The Hatchet nonfiction? <laughs> Gary oh, Paulson? Man. No, that was fiction. That was really that's, that's a really good book, though. That brought me back to middle school, dude. Yeah, The Hatchet. Um, I don't know. I really liked the... Uh, Mark gave me a book a while back, the, and I read it on... Read it on a plane. Um, it was just one of those I didn't plan on reading the whole thing, but I, I literally read it the whole time I was on the plane. It was uh, The Obstacles of the Way, mm. Ryan Holiday. That was a really good one. Cool. Um, but, check uh, these out. Those are they're, they're a, little more, a little more self-development ones. Um, mm. I, I didn't read it. I should listen to it, but that Malcolm Gladwell blink is really good too. Uh, another kind of uh, little self-help, a little just kind of the whole premise being is if you could if you trusted your gut decision more, uh, would life actually be easier? And generally speaking, it, it is. Um, but I mean, one of the most legendary books of all time is really good, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Um, I think that's uh, Carnegie, Dale Carnegie, maybe? Yeah. Good to Great is, is amazing. Um, I like World War II stuff, too. So anything I'm, historical I'm big, like that. That's cool. Self-development yeah. guy. Yeah. I, don't, I don't read a lot of fiction to be completely honest with you. So if you ask fiction, I would. Ew. That might be my next question. Ooh, okay. I'm sticking with a hatchet. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna go hatchet across the board. Yeah. <laughs> hatchet for anything. Going favorite cookbook, the hatchet. <laughs> uh, do you, well, Jared? Do you have a favorite fiction book? I just told you. I, oh yeah, the hatchet. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought that was a joke. Sorry. Uh, no, seriously, no. It's just <laughs> uh, uh, right, if you well, guys haven't read it, it's, I guess you it's, guys don't like having fun. It's uh, it is pretty much, pretty much the best book ever written. Last fiction I think I read was was uh, I don't know if I could say this, but it was all the Hunger Games, uh, the books. Yeah, those are those are pretty solid. Those are just coming to mind. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't do, do I don't do a lot of fiction, and I know that says a lot about me, but. Just deal with it. She's so serious. Yeah. Why so serious? I get a lot. You of... get one shot at life, guys. I was trying to See, think of the cover. Oh yeah. yeah, I think the cover is different now. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, sorry for getting on my phone. Just yeah. wanted we'll to put a link to the hatchet and uh, Gary Paulson's <laughs> website. We actually <laughs> need to start a fan club. Uh, yeah. Right here sure at the gym. Is. We'll meet every other Tuesday. <laughs> He's only got two bucks, so we just read those back to back. He's probably got more. Man, I, I really can't think of a fiction, but it's all right, man. Uh, anything from Calvin and Hobbes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I like the Sunday comics <laughs> a lot. Um, what is your favorite kitchen gadget slash utensil? Ooh, this was one of mine. Ooh, I thought of this one by myself. We so, just got so much stuff. So I just got married five months ago, Jared. You're, you're on your so way yours next. is the trash can. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've we've got all the things like the garlic press, the mm -hmm. avocado slicer, yeah. All the I'll tell, I will say this: we just I would never have bought this on my own, but we just got a three hundred dollar knife set, and uh, I don't know if that's really a gadget, but no, no that's, it, that's perfect. Uh, yeah, and it does self sharpening whenever you re. Uh, People don't that. understand the the benefit of ha having a decent knife. It's um, incredible, life changing. Like literally. My knife set before I could like hold my finger down, do a full swing, <laughs> and I wouldn't pierce the skin. Mm -hmm. These things I like can barely like just graze it, and it's like, oh, gotta go to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I I was a big fan. I got a food processor a couple of years ago mm-hmm. for Christmas. I use that thing like all the time, actually. Mm. Um, things like cauliflower rice. Yeah, that's all cool. The time. That's awesome. Um, you can buy that frozen now. Yeah, yeah. But not the same same though. Yeah, it's, not the same same. Right. I I I I found like a a Chipotle mimicking recipe for their chicken and for their rice. So Please I do it. I do the same seasoning for their rice, and it's like it doesn't taste like you're eating cauliflower. Kind mm-hmm. of yeah. Um, huh. but that's, that was a big plus. We just got a, I think the most useful one we have is crock pot. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, I know they've been around forever. It's not really a gadget anymore. It's almost a staple for mm-hmm. most people. Yes. A good blender um, is solid too. We got a good blender. I didn't think I would use, uh, I always made fun of people who had like the Nutribullet and we have mm-hmm. one and I use it all the time. Yeah. Like that's, that's pretty handy for mm-hmm. me completely honest mm-hmm. with you. I really want an immersion blender. Oh yeah, those are cool. Yeah, yeah those are nice. So next Christmas, guys. Yeah, think of me. All right, uh, let's go back to a serious one. Uh, this one's from Melanie. Least favorite wad, favorite wad, um, and least then favorite and favorite. Yes, but I'm I'm, yeah. I'm tired of ending on a good note. So let's let's start with the good, your favorite, and yeah. then end with the worst. And Sorry. then uh, if you want to be specific, like what Tess Jones would prefer, girl workout. Okay. Or you can do one too. All right. I don't know. Whatever favorite, you favorite, uh, favorite girl wad and maybe favorite workout. Um, and I think it's also been noted as the, the perfect CrossFit workout, which mm-hmm. is Amanda. 975 muscle ups and snatches at 130, full snatch at 135. Um, that might be my least favorite. Yeah. So you can tell, you can tell our training <laughs> styles, right? Yes. Uh, uh, it, it's, it's two very high technical movements and it's very fast. It's mm-hmm. very much Fran lungish. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I just like what I really like about CrossFit and what I really like about, uh, in particular Olympic weightlifting is the, the gracefulness that you have to have. Um, and I think you're seeing it more and more. And I think I might be jumping ahead to another question. I may oh, glance no. over there, but like, I think as CrossFit progresses, Everyone, everyone's strong. Everyone can do these basic gymnastic movements at, at the highest level. Um, and really where it comes down to is the people who do it with ease. Uh, it's not that they have the best lungs, but they, they control their body the best. And I think that's, that's what I really like about that workout is you have to have poise, but you also have to be able to move swiftly. Yeah. Um, and there's two, there's two just very high skilled dynamic movements and you have to be able to do them uh, very gracefully in order to get through that workout uh, quickly. Um, and then uh, if you have a favorite. CrossFit Total. <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite. Um, For everyone do that I, doesn't do I have know to what say that is. Anything else? You say what they are. Uh, total 1 or Total I 2? I actually don't like like the strict press, but it's in there. So That's like my favorite. So it's strict press. Is it back squat next? Or is it deadlift? Deadlift and then back squat. That's okay. my final answer. That's pretty sweet. Is it? I yeah, thought it was deadlift last because you always want to yeah. go up and, uh, and wait. Generally speaking, people are going to deadlift more than they... I can't remember, yeah. to be honest with you. It's those three. But anyway, I love it. that workout because here's the thing. I don't like cardio. <laughs> and um, Is there a time cap on this? Yeah, it would have to be no time cap. So like, if you tried to force me <laughs> Two to days. get my heart rate up... Mark's got I a sleeping would, bag next to the bar. I would protest... Um, so that's probably my favorite workout, you know, in a, in a weird way, the, a weird, like, I just like to sit in the suck workout is Murph. 
I don't I don't know why. Like that's probably mm-hmm. surprising to a lot of people, but there's just something special about that workout. Like I, I really truly, I uh, feel like I'm doing it for a higher higher purpose. You yeah. Know? yeah. And Anything like with I'm that honored. name attached yeah. to it. It's just, you know, any of the hero workouts are they're just awful, but. You just gotta sit in the suck there. So, uh, girl workout favorite, maybe Elizabeth. You know, I'm, I'm decent at both those movements, and it's fairly short time. It's like a classic. Yeah, power cleans and dips. Least favorite, it's either Fran or Diane. Diane specifically because I have to do the damn handstand push-ups that I hate. Fran, there's no workout like it that gets my heart rate up before we start, because I just know how it feels. Like if I really want to go into the pain cave on Fran. You know, and I'm not like, a, I'm like a four, you know, ish minute Fran if like I'm on my game kind of thing. If I can knock out the pull-ups unbroken or whatever. Um, and that just sucks. Like it's, it's after, like, I don't know what to do with my arms. Like when I'm done with that workout, mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, straight, they hurt. If yeah. I bend them, they, they hurt. Like yeah. everything hurts and I'm dying. Yeah. And it's just, do you, yeah. do you remember the, what open workout was it with a box jump and deadlift? That was like 11, two or three. Was the first year? It wasn't. Oh, oh no, the heavy deadlift. Oh no, that. Oh, that one. The step ups. Yeah, yeah, the ascending. That okay. So that was that was like thirteen, fourteen. Pretty much anything with with uh, deadlifts is going to be my arch nemesis. But that workout in particular um, was it was a very big mental. Just it was bad mentally for me. I threw a chair really far. Uh, I remember that. It was yeah. at the dark gym, yeah, right? The, yeah. The dungeon. Yeah. Get Jared a straight jacket. I threw, <laughs> threw a chair at a wall, and uh, yeah. it was just one of those things, man. It was, I don't do well with heavy deadlifts. I've, I got this weird hip thing, and one leg's longer than the other, and my back gets overloaded. And I just I just don't do well with heavy, heavy deadlifts. And uh, it was it was a very big, it's a very big hole in my game, if I'm being honest. Just a very weak posterior, and, and it's... It was one of those that just it just ate at me, and I wasn't going to do it again because it's mm-hmm. not worth me hurting myself for. Mm-hmm. Um, but that any 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 of those things with deadlifts in them. Adam, ask me my up. favorite CrossFit open workout, or least favorite. Hey Mark, what's your least favorite? All of them. <laughs> All every single one of them. Every single There's one. never been an open workout that's been released. That I'm oh. Like, Oh, great. Close second. Close <laughs> second Thanksgiving workout that we did this oh, year. Oh, man. That was brutal. That was, that was probably Luckily, the hardest thing I had thing a coach that end early. Yeah. Oh, that. Yeah. I, I did that with Chris. That was that was probably the hardest. Modified. Hard, one of the hardest things that we've ever done. Uh, that It'll was worse than worse doing. That was worse than doing the 200 muscle ups the year before. Yeah. Don't. Maybe just ask for donations. You don't have to do anything. <laughs> I think there are people still giving to you. workout. <laughs> yeah. It's silly. It's literally. <laughs> it's like. It's like. People are walking in like, you're going to die. It's going to be awesome. All right, what do you yeah, got? Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone needed that much peanut butter. So I don't <laughs> that's, the, that's the funniest like concept of the whole thing. Like, all right, guys, you're going to donate cans. The more you donate, the more we have to torture ourselves. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to donate, but... <laughs> all right, hey, uh, give me 300 cans of green yeah. beans. All right, this one is funny. I went into debt for this. <laughs> Took it alone. Uh, from Carrie Nolman. Biggest class pet peeve. Biggest Ooh, class pet peeve. No comment. If everything is wonderful. Okay, class. Uh, that's a good one. If uh, Chris Limmel was here, he might say just five thirty class. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry, Chris. Biggest class pet peeve. I think honestly, I used to really get, and this is just being an inexperienced trainer and honestly being kind of a jerk. It used to really get on my nerves. People showed up late. 
Um, and this is just, I think the evolution of just becoming, uh, like a human, but it was like one of those things where it's like, how dare you show up because you've never been late before at five Oh, at five Oh one for a five o'clock class. And it'd be like, and again, we we can talk about this forever, but it was like, (laughs) you know, people would show up and be like burpee board. You got three burpees for every minute you're late. Remember that? And people would, we'd literally had people quit the gym because it's like, well, I'm not going to do those burpees. And again, it's just like, it's the wherewithal of like, wow you were an asshat for making people try and do that. <laughs> yeah. And it's one of those things that like now it's, I'm glad you're here, you know, and I might rib somebody and maybe that's not even appropriate, but you know, there are people who are just constantly late two or three minutes late every single class. And yes, it kind of gets annoying, but it's one of those things like, I'm glad you're here. And I don't know why they're late. It could yeah. be because they're rushing here mm-hmm. and I don't want them to get in a wreck, but mm-hmm. That used to be one. I've definitely gotten past that. I think, honestly, what it is more now is when people just clearly aren't paying attention and, like, walking away from you while you're, like, going through a movement or, mm-hmm. you know, like, going to get a drink of water while you're going over the snatch. It's like, okay, I know you know everything about fitness, but just bear with me for five <laughs> minutes, and then I mm-hmm. swear we're going to get a break. You know, it's, it's, more, it's more just about mutual respect. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know Jared's pet peeve, so I actually, anytime I'm in his class, ask this uh, morning. Uh, if you guys, I, uh, I love just getting on his nerves when if, he's coaching. I'll if get you get, it. if you were in a class, <laughs> ask any of the coaches how wonderful it is to have other coaches in the class <laughs> with you. Ask, I swear, just ask them. Just, Next time you see a coach, whether it's Chris, myself, Derek, Mark, or Kelsey, just ask them how awesome it is to have all the coaches in your class. Yeah, it's so wonderful because we all know what gets yeah, on each other's it, it, nerves. We so really we're just are a, a big dysfunctional family here. But uh, for for me, man, uh, you know, like I like I was kind of one on my rant earlier, just about like learning a lot about myself, and you know, I think it's, it's just having humility daily whenever we're coaching. So it's constantly understanding people's situation. So. You know, in, in the beginning, whenever we're doing the board brief, I don't, you know, at the end of the day, if, 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 if the workout's just carrying 150 wall balls per time and you've done it 10 times, it's just just being attentive for a little bit of extra time mm-hmm. because there might be someone in there that is their, their first class and they really need to know strategy for 150 wall balls because it's not just do your first set to, to max effort. And uh, I think it's just being respectful towards the equipment. You know, if, if you know, we're damaging this is a community driven organization here mm-hmm. you know we if you guys support us we ultimately try to return the favor through uh getting new equipment and so on and so forth the people are dropping empty bars and it doesn't happen you know it, it, it probably happened more early on um but you know if we're not asking you to drop the 10 pound weights and breaking those and i feel like we're doing just a tremendous job with with, yeah. with taking care but if you do knock over a chalk bucket and like dump it out and like run around the gym with it just shaking the chalk bucket all over the place you know it 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 might minimally it would be nice to just hey mark sorry about the chalk bucket um is there a broom somewhere or just acknowledge like hey my bad um because again we try to keep this this gym and it's it's uh it's literally being clean it's literally you know chris (laughs) is out there mopping up the whole gym right now and uh, we do put a lot of time and effort into trying to keep this place as clean as possible so it's just ultimately just being respectful you know it's mm-hmm. it's like if i come you know to your house and i'm like you yeah know, dirty shoes and yeah I wipe just like the wipe them off the floor it's just having that having that respect and um yeah. that, that's that's fine anything okay all what right else you got, sir? um i like these fun ones a lot 
Yeah. <laughs> Are we going to get to the whoopee part? Is that a... No, 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 please not. <laughs> um, this is a kid-friendly <laughs> podcast. Oh. Uh, Having trouble reading? You can do I'm it. I'm used to pictures, guys, so this <laughs> is pretty hard. Uh, <laughs> if it's not like, if it's not shaped like a Waffle House menu, <laughs> where I can point to what I want. I need want. to point and say, oh, <laughs> uh, this. Um, I just don't know which one to do next. Come on. Sorry, guys. Uh, was it in- intentional that you guys are both going to marry Lauren? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny whenever we talk about our significant <laughs> others, we're like, well, my Lauren. Yeah, we have to say my Lauren. <laughs> Funny thing is, is uh, best man in my wedding, uh, his wife is Lauren as well. That's crazy. Yeah, so it's like, it's like Lauren. So no, no, not intentional whatsoever. But it makes it easy because you just say Lauren and just yep. nod at each other. Huh. When, fi- when we're speaking highly of them at all times. Yes, of course. Mine doesn't listen so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she. she, what she I, I mean, she listens. You know, in general, but not to the podcast. What when I went, that? when I brought up this, she said, "Oh, that's a really good idea." Oh, yeah, you guys should do a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite cheat meal? Mm. Uh, it's probably pizza. Uh, like initially, I'll say pizza. Um. Yeah, I'm a sucker for for just some good fried bread and cheese and. Pepperoni. Oh, yeah. That's pretty solid. Yeah. Mark will come in just like I know when he's like down on weight and I'll just come in like, I had pizza last night. The whole thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing for me, you know, personally, my, my, the struggle was real with maintaining weight. And I know that's like breaking a lot of people's hearts out there. But it, it's just, in all honesty, like I have to consume 35 to 4,000 calories a day on average to maintain weight, um, generally speaking. And uh, yeah. So some days sometimes I'm a little low. It's you, really hard you to can't do get that. a bunch of calories off the salad. Yeah, it's really hard to do that when you're talking about like I had uh, a sweet potato, broccoli, and chicken. Mm-hmm. When that's 400 calories. Yeah. Um, mine will definitely vary. Uh, there's uh, if you go back real far in the in the old Instagram feed, uh, we used to have like huh. a, a scheduled cheat day. Smitty's. Yeah, Smitty's was one. <laughs> um, down in Ludlow and mm-hmm. and uh, there was one in particular where we started at Chicago Euro and uh, got a double meat Euro used to work there yeah Mark used to work there and uh, went down from there down to uh, the graders on Vine Street and concocted my own little uh, invention which is a, a salted caramel malt with double malt and peanut butter and then uh, went across the street to Holman's and got a dozen donuts you, um, you win, sir. You win. Uh, I got a I got a text. I got a text uh, from I forget who it was, but he he's like I'm falling asleep at the. Week. I almost didn't make it home. I lived in Ludlow, so it was only a four minute drive. So I had to. I almost had to like pull over and sleep on the way home. Take a little nap. That that was probably that's why you better. keep a blanket in your car. But uh, generally oh, yeah. speaking, uh, I'm a big I'm a big fan big fan of uh, Skyline. That's that's pretty much a go to for me. Mm-hmm. I know there's some Skyline. some people. You're a lover. You hate it. But that's a go-to for me. It's always a favorite to, to kind of get some of that in my belly. It is pretty tasty. Uh, the, now, this is probably one of my favorite questions on here. Ooh. And it's from Tess. How does an athlete make sure that they are more coachable? Ooh. 
Oh man! All right, we're at fifty-seven minutes right now. Ooh, we you got guys want to take it? Right. Uh, well, no, no, we can keep going. I can, just... I can wrangle that one up a little bit. So, how does an athlete ensure they're more coachable? Listen, Act, active listening. That's that. It's that. Um, you know, it starts with checking the ego at the door. I think you know one thing. I do the majority of our on, onboarding. You know, here uh, as far as like initial consultation and so on and so forth. And, I, and I, I would probably say I used to beat around the bush a little bit just with like getting to know people. But now I really want to get to know them on a level of just like how humble like they are for our program. Because if they come into it and they're like, you know, wanting to conquer the world in a day, it's like, ooh, you're going to be humbled quickly. Because that, I mean, that's, that's just the through, it's, it's that there's that humility and gratitude fingerprints are all over CrossFit with, with the workout design and so on and so forth. Just, just look at a week of programming on main site. It's like, oh, uh, you know, CrossFit games athletes are scaling workouts <laughs> or whatever it is. Yeah. Maybe not, not that extent, but regional or whatever elite, you know, people in your gym are probably going to scale workouts. So it's just having humility, mm-hmm. being grateful for the opportunity. Like it could just be little things like, wow, I actually have full range of motion in my joints and I can actually snatch. Um, who gives a crap if it looks you know, perfect every day or, or so on and so forth. But yeah, I don't think there's a silver bullet or a magic pill, yeah. pill or anything like that, but I think it's just listen and be a student, you know, like mm-hmm. be, you know, don't, you know, Hey, uh, all right, I'm going to watch YouTube videos for 15 minutes a day, or I'm going to actually get a, get a book. We had a guy just start here, um, from Wisconsin, super smart guy. And, uh, he's, he referenced starting strength book by Mark Ripito and it was, a, is a phenomenal book. It's super basic in the sense where you just got to go over, you know, set up and how to bench and how to power clean, how to back squat, how to deadlift, uh, a couple of variations there. But I, I was just super impressed that he actually was a student and like, mm-hmm. he's a, he's an engineer. Like it's like, doesn't have a exercise science background or anything like that, but he's like, Oh, and the, and the book is, if you have, if you know, if you haven't seen it before, it's, it's a textbook. Yeah. So it's, it's <laughs> well, a, he's it's an engineer. Very, that's yeah. probably, he's like, this yeah. is right in my alley. Right. So, but he, you know, was, was referencing principles of that, that book. And I'm, you know, and again, and as someone that's been in fitness for a while now, um, I still pick up that book from time to time and like, Oh, you know, what is, what does he have to say about this, you know, setup position for the back squat? Oh yeah, this is it. Um, so I think, um, the, another one is there has to be a level of trust, um, mm, to the that's, people, that's the people who are doing your programming or doing your coaching. Um, we don't have all the answers. Um, mm-hmm. and there will be times that we're going to say something like, you know, and, and I'll even say it as it's coming out of my mouth, like, no, just forget I said that. <laughs> but, but there has to be a level of trust and, and trust in your program too. Um, again, there's going to be days where we're going like, why the hell are we doing this? You know, well, if you weren't here Monday and Tuesday and you just show up on Wednesday, that workout might not seem like a lot, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, or if you're, you're, we have to program for six days out of the week, you know, program for seven, whatever it is. But if you show up all seven, you're going to be demolished. Like you, when we say like, Hey, maybe you should take the day off. It's not because like, I don't want you here. It's because you're going to feel better when you do that. Right. There has to be a level of trust with those, again, those who, who have done it, who's been through it, um, and know that we have your best interests in mind. Um, that That's probably one of the, the biggest things is just, just trust your program, trust the people that are coaching you. And if you can't trust them, that's a huge red flag and go find someone else. 
Yeah, I think one of the, the things we say constantly is learn from our mistakes. And again, like Jared said, we don't know everything, but we've uh, all, you know, been through the ringer with trying to learn the snatch and, and the clean. And, you know, uh, we we did some, some squat satchels yesterday and there were several people that I had in class. I'm like, look, you need to just take all the weight off the bar and just do the empty barbell. And it's not Mark. And it's over. not Mark saying you're you suck at this. You're right. doing it wrong. It's just that, hey, we've been there. Right. And, and I wish someone would have told me that because whenever I first started snatching with tight shoulders and I had a lot of strength, I could muscle snatch 155. And it was the ugliest thing you've ever seen. It looked like I was about to break my back. But guess what? Got that PR though. Yeah. You know, so it's just one of those things where you're ingraining these bad habits, you know, and, and it's like if you apply that like abstractly to something else in your life, like, all right, if I'm sitting like hunched over at my desk all day and I'm going to tell you like, look, if, and, until you understand proper posture and, and so on and so forth, you're always going to re- resort to this position. Like people are going to be like, oh, yeah, he's any making, desk it's, job. He's making, it's, he's making sense. But whenever you get a barbell and there's 10 other people in class and all of a sudden you're the only one with an empty barbell, you know, get back to the coachable thing. Like you have to have the humility to be like, I'm okay with just using a PVC pipe today. I'm okay with just using an empty barbell and working on this because, and I, and I say it every time that I've told someone to take weight off the bar, it's like, it's not about your strength. Like this is about the cognition the, of the grace the of the movement. Yep. Yeah. And it's just over and over again. We're trying to, you know, build these patterns into your body. And until then, you know, we just need to, you know, continue to work with an empty barbell because right now you're just ingraining bad movement, ha- uh, movement and patterns. As well, you're imagine going to a job and you you're at said job for a month and say, well, I'm going to be vice president now. <laughs> like and you're laughing because it's silly, but like for whatever reason, we it's like six months in, like, well, I, I should be able to do all this. Like, absolutely not. When you get a job, you're like, I'm not tenured yet. Yeah, What's going on? <laughs> I've been here for two months. Come on. All right, let's. Uh, we got time for one more because uh, we're we're over an hour. Okay, um, which month in 2018 will I finally become member of the month? Oh, <laughs> is, uh, is that from Adam Ah, uh, yeah, uh, no, Adam. Uh, I'm gonna talk to you about that offline. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> think of that. Bring your bring membership pink God. slip. Bring tissues. Uh, okay. Melanie reminded me to ask this question. How do you define fit? Ooh, Ooh. got him. No comment. <laughs> mm. I kind of wanted to do this whole interview. I don't know if you're familiar with Bill Belichick, uh, his his uh, relationship with the media. They'll <laughs> ask him like any question. He's like, we're on to next week. <laughs> I'm, like, just, just, I'm just here is, so I don't get fined. They just, so they they just ask him like this real detailed question about James Harrison and just got picked up from the Steelers right. to the Patriots. And they're like, yeah, what do you think? I mean, like having a guy of that caliber that played for that organization – do you think he could give you like the tips and tricks? And he's like, we played a Jets this week. I don't know how this is relevant. <laughs> am I, uh, am I missing something? It's a whole family guy when they try yeah. to get him to smile. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So, uh, we're on, we're on to the next podcast. <laughs> no, so fitness, I, I love the, the question and the reminding of the question. You know, it's, we've, we've heard some really good answers on here and, uh, not just play steal. the clip from yeah. my podcast. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> You know, it's something, honestly, I haven't really, like, in-depth thought about, like, oh, how would I answer that? So just kind of off the cuff, if you will, it's, you you need to be able to ha- ha- have an active approach to life. So fitness, for me, 
uh, it's two elements. There's mental fitness and there's physical fitness. And inevitably, I think they can tie into each other. So it's having the, the mental toughness, the fitness to be able to deal with the day-to-day life stresses without being just broken down. Um, and then the physical uh, fitness to be able to go out and experience life, you know, to actually get off the couch or wherever, you know, whatever, fill in the blank, get off the whatever. And I want to be able to get out of the chair, get off the toilet, go get the mail, walk to the store, play with my kids, go skiing, go hiking, ride a bike, do things that are physically, um, that, that, that ultimately you need to have the basic human functions to do minimally, maximally tap into your full potential. Why, why stop there? Why not run, run up the street, run a little bit further, pick up something a little heavier. If, if you're, you know, if you're an able body individual, right? So I think first and foremost, hit the minimum requirements of, I need to have, um, functionality to do specific things that are required of me in life without, um, someone else's help. And then maximally try to reach your full potential. Love it. I'm going to piggyback off of kind of what Mark, just, uh, whatever Mark said, that was my answer. Huh. Um, the hatchet. I actually, <laughs> <laughs> some life lessons in that book. Uh, I, I think it comes down to a simple term, which is just growth. Um, whether that is, uh, again, I think physical growth is the easiest one. Um, when you look at just the, the very finite things in CrossFit, um, you know, are you getting, can you do more pull-ups than you did last week? That that's obviously you're growing in fitness. But I think, um, again, we've brought it up here a couple times on the podcast, which is basically just like, again, Mark already said it, but dealing with stresses of everyday life, I think CrossFit is, that's one huge thing that's been able to do for me, which is, okay, I have a task at hand, instead of freaking out about that task, how do I break this down into manageable pieces and basically problem solve? Mm -hmm. Um, And then, from there, I think it's a lot to do with, you know, am I growing mentally by reading books? I mean, I think you can be mentally fit as well. And I think it really just comes down to being able to, to, to push yourself physically, mentally, and, and emotionally as well. Um, you know, we, we talk about playing the long game a lot here. And I'm definitely in the long game of fitness because, again, it's you can get to that peak but your peak could also be when you're 70, mm. you know, um, and, and being physically and mentally ready to do so. Well, yeah. Real quick to jump in. Um, I think inevitably in life, you're going to face obstacles, right? You just mentioned the book, Obstacle of the Way. All right. And it's being able to have the mental capacity basically with what you're saying to overcome those. So, boom, I get hit. I get in a car wreck. You know, God, God, you know, God forbid. Boom, I get in a car wreck. So he I said God willing. Yeah. Talking God willing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Adam, I don't know how to say this, but your brakes are cut. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so you, you're inevitably you're gonna whatever it is. It might be a traumatic, you know, instance in your life. Like you have to build such a high inventory up in your body, in your mind, in your emotional bank, whatever you want to whatever, whatever you want to say, to be able to whenever something like that happens, it doesn't absolutely destroy you. You know, and, and for me, whenever I moved to Cincinnati, it almost destroyed me because I didn't even like comprehend like, oh man, like, you know, the, this is what it's like to not have a good support system around you and like have to basically start from zero, you know, and that's when you really kind of find out, you know, um, 
what you're made of. And that's why I love, you know, our community here. We have such an awesome community. If you're listening, like, thank you so much for being so welcoming to new people. We've had recently, I want to say probably five out of our last six members that have joined have been from different states. And they're just, I'm like, that's like the number one thing you can do whenever you move somewhere new is like get connected with the CrossFit community. And it's like anywhere where you're at, like look, look a place up, you know, and again, if you don't get a good vibe, then that's, that's one thing. But nine times out of 10, I would say there, you have welcoming communities within uh, the four walls of a CrossFit gym. And that's one thing that makes our affiliates so awesome. So anyway. Yeah. Well, hey. Thanks a lot, Dota. Thanks, Yeah, Adam. there's so I, many there's questions. There's a lot more questions. We can probably do another one of these. All right, see you guys tomorrow at 11. Yep. Uh, I'm off work. Yeah. So. yeah. Did you get charged for that Formula 2 yet? Uh, I thought this was pro bono. Uh, this is brought to you by uh, Formula, Formula 2. O- 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 okay. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll try and maybe set up another one of these. We've got some more questions we can go through. But, uh, so many more we're, questions. We're already over on time. But uh, I wanted to thank you again for coming on here. And uh, thanks to everyone who submitted questions. And I love uh, answering those. And uh, thank you all for listening to Everyday Athlete. Join us next week as we dive deep into the lives of those who make us great. Thanks, us. Until next time, little buddies. See ya.